Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. Today's message is a difficult one. Uh, It's something that I struggle with in my own life, and I know that studying for this has been healthy for me, and hopefully it will be for you. The topic for today is about how we work as Christians. Are we working well? And, you know, I've been guilty many times of having a strong me mentality. I'm very quick to stand up for myself, especially um, at work. (laughs) If I think something is unfair, I don't tolerate injustice against myself very well. I'm very quick to act or to speak up uh, historically. to correct something that I think is out of line. And another thing is negativity. I am extremely guilty of negativity and big time. You know, it, it's all of us, we, we show up at work, right? And how you doing? I'm living the dream. <laughs> and, you know, well, this is ridiculous. This is Friday. I shouldn't have to, you know, like what? We have this preconceived notion, like by the time the end of the week comes that we have the privilege to get off early or that the, you know the world's been so hard on us that this is Friday and I I I deserve special treatment. <laughs> and the the question is what makes the way I work different than a non-believer? Everybody's complaining. What makes me different? Am I one of the boys, you know, hanging out, tearing down the company, tearing down the boss, tearing down the coworkers, or am I the guy that everyone hates complaining to because I'm actually happy with what I have? And everybody's doing the minimum to get by, right? Am I killing it? (laughs) Does the manager have to drive me? Or am I driven by my own integrity? Am I a breath of fresh air to whoever signs my paycheck? I think the root of the problem is that we struggle with an ungrateful heart. Uh, And the passage in Matthew 20, 1 through 16 says, and I know this is a parable, all right? I get it. There's an alternative meaning, but I just want to look at how well it captures the heart of most employees, okay? So it says, for the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, go ye also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle, and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And they say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right ye shall receive. So when even was come, the lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal to us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that as thine, and go thy way. I will give unto the last, even as unto the first. 
Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thy eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last, for many are called, but few are chosen. So, like these laborers, we are blessed enough that our employment is optional. I am free to enter or leave an employment contract at any time. But when we're angry, we tend to act like somehow our employer tricked us into or or forced us into working for the wages we earn. (laughs) Verse 13 says, Did not thou agree with me for a penny? So, if we're receiving what we agreed to, what's the problem? Verse 15 asks, Is thine eye evil because I am good? Isn't it funny how we're happy with what we're earning? Until we find out how much the guy beside us is earning? (laughs) As if that's even relevant. I mean, when's the last time that I heard that one of my coworkers was making more money than me or got a bonus? And I was just happy for him. (laughs) Right? We have such an ungrateful heart. Am I grateful enough to do my best? How much do I think I deserve before I flip the switch? Right? Isn't it always a little bit more? You know, when I make as much as my coworkers do, who do the same job, then, you know, (laughs) but the truth is there isn't enough money in the world to make an ungrateful person do their best. Well, because if it's not the pay, well, the pay is great, but the schedule's too demanding, or there's too many hours, or the company has unfair expectations, so I'll just work at my own pace. There's not enough money in the world for an ungrateful heart to do their best. Now, now this really takes the wind out of the sails of murmuring. <laughs> uh, it says, as unto Christ, right? But we say, well, you don't know my boss, or you don't know how hard I work. How unfair. Well, it really doesn't matter. Ephesians 6, 5-7 says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. See, this isn't about my relationship to my employer. It's about my relationship to God. So I should be treating my boss like they love me as much as Christ does. Like he died for me, gave up everything to bless me, has always been there for me. See, that's what Christ does for us. So what am I doing for him? Can I at least show up with a grateful attitude on time? Can I acknowledge that I'm blessed for what I do earn? Can I keep my mouth shut when everyone else is complaining? Can I at least show up prepared? But see, I would rather spend my energy feeling sorry for myself at work and fighting the system than getting things done for the honor of God. I mean, why am I going to church every Sunday if I'm not willing to worship God with my work on Monday? God expects me to worship Him with my work on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, and yes, even on Friday. Worship isn't just waving my arms and singing. It's a way of life that puts God's will above my will. And that's what it is to work as unto Christ. The way I work is worship. So how is my worship looking? But, you know, we tend to lose ourselves in the situation, right? Do we remember Joseph? We want God, like Joseph, you know, to take us from a farmhand to a ruler. You know, we expect and want that constant upward motion in our career. You know, we expect growing compensation for our growing skills. You know, we always think, well, I'm getting better, so I should be getting paid more. But here's the difference. See, Joseph's attitude was to serve God, no matter what the situation looked like. Whether there was upward motion or downward motion, it didn't matter. Joseph was serving the Lord. When he went from farmhand to slave, he served well. When he went from slave to prisoner, 
He served well. When he went from prisoner to ruler, he served well. Joseph's service was as to the Lord, so his obedience was not dependent on the environment. The compensation, benefits, schedule, these were not a stumbling block to Joseph. And we're lost in the situation of what we can get out of it. But Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We spend 30% of our life at work. Why are we checking out? Christians talk about marriage, parenting, church, but why don't we talk about work? I spend maybe four hours a day with my wife. I spend eight at work. I spend four hours a day with my kids. I spend eight at work. I spend two hours a week at church. I spend 40 at work. What am I doing with it? Most of us spend more time in our work life than we do in our personal life. We need to get our work life together. If I'm a great husband and a great dad, but a lousy worker, I am blowing it as a Christian with 30% of my life. And according to the study from Gettysburg, an average adult spends 90,000 hours at work in their lifetime. If, if 10,000 hours is the rule of thumb for how long it takes to make you an expert at something, how many skills have we mastered for the glory of God? I mean, seriously, 90,000 hours and we still don't even know how to do our job. Titus 2, 9-10 says, Exhort servants to be obedient unto their masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. My boss should be able to say, no problem. I have a guy who can take care of this. You know, when he, when, who's he calling when he needs the man for the job? Me or somebody else who doesn't even claim to know God, but does better work? I mean, where's the testimony in that? The Bible says in verse 10 that my service to my master should be so excellent. It makes the doctrine of God look good. People should be so impressed with my attitude, my dedication, my performance that they think, I don't know what he's on, but I've got to get some. The problem in the workplace today is that servitude is a completely lost virtue. 1 Peter 2.18 says, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. You see, we lack the humility to serve the flesh and blood that we come into contact with every day <laughs> and then pretend that we have the discipline to serve our spiritual master. You know, our employer can ask nicely and we still have an attitude about the expectations. And then we pretend that we're willing to actually seek the word for the expectations of God. I mean, who do we think we're fooling? We lay back because we're serving our employers instead of serving God. Our work reflects how worthy we feel our employer is for our service. If they're a lousy boss, they get lousy work. But the word says, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. My employer is irrelevant to who I am. God is my master, so who signs my check is irrelevant to my performance. I am a servant of God, and so wherever I'm employed, the standard never falls. It doesn't matter if my coworker isn't doing their share. It doesn't matter if my boss is a tyrant. It doesn't matter if I have seniority. It doesn't matter if it's almost the end of my shift. It doesn't matter if it's Monday or Friday or God forbid the weekend. My master is worthy, worthy of my best every day, every time. He is worthy. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, And whatsoever ye do, 
do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening, and until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.